Olga Pushkin struggled to her feet, fighting for breath and raising a hand in front of her, as if she could stem the choking snow flurries that poured in upon her from every side. Her face was a frozen mask, her lips and nose scoured by the searching wind till they felt raw and scalded, while her scalp throbbed with a sharp, insistent beat, the remnant of a cowardly blow struck from behind. She turned and looked backwards, gripped by a sudden fear that she'd been tripped on purpose, that her assailant was on her heels again and might close in at any time to finish the job. Olga had foreseen death, a troubling vision of snapped limbs tumbling to earth. What if she had prophesied her own murder? But Olga's eyes, half closed against the dazzling whiteness, saw only a rough-edged rock upon the ground, and beyond, empty fields rolling on to the wooded horizon. Then the weather closed in again, a pale curtain falling to hide the prospect from view. Olga turned and headed into the wind once more, as if by choosing the hardest road she might earn the gift of sanctuary. But her faltering progress, leaning forward against the buffeting gusts, took her nowhere better than where she'd already been. Olga couldn't shake the thought that she'd been there before, that there'd been another time when she'd walked in snow, with pounding head and wheeling skies, and in danger of her life from some horror behind her. After a time, it could have been one minute or twenty in that barren, trackless waste, the memory came back to her, piercing the fog that lay upon her mind. It had been last winter, she realized, not even a year ago, when she'd fled for her life through a disused warehouse on the edge of Roslazny, the village in western Siberia where she had spent most of her life. Vasily Murushkin had been there too, but had fallen senseless to the ground with the other policemen, leaving Olga to tackle the monster by herself. She'd avoided her demise then, but narrowly, as if a train had gone rocketing past and only brushed her shoulder. That was partly due to her own ingenuity, coupled with an obscure piece of local knowledge. But it was also because her brother, Pasha Pushkin, had come to find Olga, lying and moving in the snow afterwards, and had called for help in time to save her from hypothermia and death. But this time her brother was miles away, and Vasily too, and there were no paramedics at hand either, in the wilderness beyond Roslazny's sparse and feeble streetlights. Not even Nivyena Kamarov remained, her reliable comforting presence had been swept up and lost in the bitter cold of the early snow, torn from Olga like a scarf, whipping out of hand in a gale. No, no one good was coming. Olga Pushkin was alone, with only danger by her side. The day wore on, and the snow darkened from white to grey, but still she staggered forward in search of safety, the passing of time measured only by the crunch of ice beneath her sturdy winter boots. She knew now what the Mongolians meant by zood, the pitiless winter she'd read about in guidebooks and tourist magazines, a season so desperate that livestock would perish wholesale, a handful of the hardiest nomadic horses 
surviving only by eating each other's coats. Zood. Zood. The words sounded like the swish of her waterproof trousers, long since soaked with sweat and melted snow. Zood. Swish. Zood. Swish. The words mingled and overlapped like the snowflakes that tumbled so profusely from the leaden sky. Olga stumbled and fell again, this time toppling all the way to the ground. She cursed but was soon grateful for the jolt of agony in her leg and its rousing effect on her mind. She'd almost become delirious, she realized, and that would lead only to a frozen death on the plain. She lay on the snow for a moment to recover, then looked around. Whichever way she gazed, the ground seemed to fall away from her, as if she were on some peak or summit.